Prepare to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here is the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of the Academy of Internet Marketing, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Hello, this is Andy. Thank you for joining today. And today we have a special treat. We have our first guest on the Make Each Click Count podcast. And we are welcoming today Mark Kelly from InboundRevenue.com. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing fantastically. And, and I'm honored. I didn't realize I was your first guest. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. We're, we're excited to have you. So before we start and what I wanted to discuss with you today was some of the differences between using Google ads for e-commerce versus professional services. But before we start, I just wanted to give the listeners a little background about you and your experience, if you don't mind. Why don't you tell us a little bit about inboundrevenue.com and, and how you founded it and, and that kind of story. Absolutely. Inboundrevenue.com is essentially a white label AdWords agency. Uh, so we do AdWords as a subcontractor typically for agencies who want to offer AdWords but don't have the internal skill sets or just have a client or two that uh, you know, doesn't make it make sense for them to ramp up those skills. I started it in, I started inbound revenue in 2014, but I've been doing AdWords since 2003 myself. Uh, I, I started uh, an e-commerce business back in 2003 and AdWords seemed like a good way to land uh, sales and it was, it was fantastic. Uh, it was a lot easier in 2003 also, I might add. <laughs> yes, it was. I started doing some consulting around 2008 for some local businesses, helping them with AdWords. And interestingly enough, I have my first client ever still. Uh, and I thought, this is great. Clients stay forever. But then, you know, later on, I realized that wasn't always true. So, uh, yeah, we do, uh, since 2014, we've been building up the team and services and, and just having a good old time doing AdWords. So tell me, you had mentioned you, you do some white label services. How much of your stuff is done for the client and how much is done in the disguise of somebody else doing it, I guess? Our ratio is probably 70% white label for agencies we're working as contractor type arrangement and then 30 percent direct clients that you either pick up because you know people know about you and they don't really want to serve the client you know that sort of thing just uh, we we don't actively we do more of our marketing on the white label side but you pick those things up you know just by just by existing Okay. Now I noticed one thing, and maybe the reason you do this is, is because of the white label, but I saw on your website that very much like what I do at True Online Presence is you charge a, a flat fee for the management instead of a percentage like a lot of, of other SEM agencies do. Is, is the reason you do that is because it is so much um, white label service that you offer? 
I do that for at least for probably three reasons. The first being it's much easier to sell a flat rate than it is you know, we're going to charge you X percent based on this and that. And there are some variabilities in the flat rate, you know, based on if your ad spends over a certain amount. But it's much easier to say, uh, you know, we're going to charge you this amount. I don't have to go back and write a proposal. I can offer a price on the phone, you know, while I'm talking to someone. I don't like the, I was never a big fan of the charge by the ad spend model because I felt like it encouraged me to increase the ad spend, which isn't, shouldn't be my objective. Right. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. That's why I, why I also do the, the flat rate. And it just, it, it makes a lot of sense. We, we offer a package. So it, it was so much easier to package everything together, say, this is what you're going to get. And uh, you know, we tear it up a little bit based on ad spend and stuff like that, but it's pretty simple that way. And everyone understands exactly what they're getting for their money. Okay. Well, great. Oh, the other thing is, I knew there's a third reason. If you do it based on ad spend, you can't build to the end. Of, you can't build to the end of the month or you have to make an adjustment at the end of every month based on ad spend. That seemed like a pain in the ass to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see where that would be. Um, before we start, Kind of getting into it a little bit more of the nitty gritty. Can you tell the listeners maybe a, an interesting fact about you that most people might not know? Well, I would imagine that most people don't know, but could have the opportunity to know that I am, I make a fantastic margarita and I'm willing to do that for anyone, anytime, as long as the ingredients are available and we have good tequila. And uh, I'm a semi uh, professional doodler. If you get me in a boring meeting long enough, I'm going to start doodling. That's how I made my way through school. That's how I survived school was every time I got boring, I just started doodling. Well, it sounds like both those skills might have come in handy in our recent stay-at-home orders. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, more I, the more margaritas I made, the more I doodled. So why I really wanted to have you on as a guest today is I specialize in exclusively e-commerce clients. So I, I don't work with professional services at all. And I know that you do. And I wanted to discuss some of the key metrics based on e-commerce versus professional services. So can you just, can you let us know what, what are some of the professional services that you work with? The types of businesses that we, that we do AdWords for? Yes. I, our ideal end client is a local service business of some sort be it a roofer, a plumber, a custom pool installer. The primary things that we're looking for in those types of clients are that they have a reasonably high transaction value so they can justify their advertising cost. Okay. And or that they have a good recurring model. An example of that would be a commercial cleaner. They may not charge much every time they clean your facility, but typically they have a contract to clean your facility, you know, week after week, month after month. So it's got a high lifetime value. Sure. Those are ideal. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, do you have a favorite type of business that you work with? Our favorite business to work with is a niche agency, an agency that specializes in something, uh, some particular, you know, whether it's dental or pools or lawn care, and they need you to deliver the AdWords 
for that niche. You know, they may offer their clients website, Facebook ads, SEO, and AdWords. We just deliver the AdWords part. And the reason I like working for them, first of all, is because it's repetitive and you get to know exactly what keywords and services and landing pages and everything else to build. The other thing is if someone's in a niche agency, they usually have a sales process. They're usually a growth-oriented agency as opposed to one that takes a little bit of website work, a little bit of social work, a little, you know, that sort of thing. They're usually keen on growth. Okay, great. Now, with e-commerce companies, the only metric that really matters is the return on ad spend. You know, how profitable are you? With professional services, I imagine there's, there's a number of key metrics. Some of the metrics are very difficult to ascertain. It's interesting that you ask that because we had a, had a conversation with one of my team members about one of our clients who measures things very, very well on the back end, their lead conversion rate, you know, their revenues and things like that. What we have to focus on on the front end is are we spending their ad spend you know, make sure that we've got, we're meeting that very basic metric that we're generating leads and we're generating leads at the cost per lead that we agreed up front made sense. The challenge with the professional service business and to a degree with the e-commerce business is people have to know their numbers. The other challenge is that we lose track of the lead once we've generated it. And unless they have good internal tracking methods, all you can say is we we generated, you know, X number of quality leads for you at so much cost per lead. Now, what are you considering a lead? For every client, there's, for almost every client, there's three types. There's always qualifiers, aren't they? You can't make blanket statements about anything. But for most of our clients, we're tracking either a a form completion on a landing page, a call to attract number on the landing page, or a call from the uh, call extension on an AdWords ad. Okay. And who are you using to, to track phone calls? We use PhoneWagon. PhoneWagon. Okay. PhoneWagon and highly recommend them. Now, have you tried um, some of the other ones? I mean, I, I personally, for a lot of my clients, use CallRail. I haven't tried PhoneWagon. I don't know if you have experience with, with CallRail. Yeah, I switched from... Uh, this is going to sound like I own stock. I don't, but um, I switched from call rail to phone wagon. We saved a lot of money. Uh, and frankly, the support from my perspective was a lot better. Uh, and uh, so it's worked out very, very well for us. Call rail is a fine piece of software. Uh, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with call rail and it does everything you need. And I know that they've added some capabilities, but phone wagon is our solution of choice. Now, another question I had is, given that it is kind of difficult, if somebody calls a professional service, you know, they they ask, where did you hear us? And they'll say, you know, the computer thing. How do you go about optimizing? I mean, are you looking at at CTR? Are you looking at click-through rates? Are you looking at, I guess, how? Yes, go ahead. Well, we do look at those things, uh, but we key in on those three metrics that I talked about, and that is the conversions, cost per conversion, and and did we meet the ad spend? And we make sure on every account that we set up that we have set up conversion tracking. So that's why we typically build the landing page. We uh, 
put the correct code on the landing page to track the uh, you know form completions, that sort of thing. And then we use phone wagon to track all the calls. And all of these register back as a conversion inside of AdWords. So that's what we're keying on. Uh, of course, some of the metrics you talked about can be important, but they're secondary. Okay. You know, if yeah. I go to a client and say, we got you a great click-through rate, they generally aren't excited. But, you know, if we say we got you 10 calls, then they're a little bit more interested. Okay. Okay. You know, you, you really led into the next question I had was, do you have to make the landing page for most customers? Or it sounds like for all the customers. It's our preference to make them for all the customers. And yes, I tried to, I tried to, to lead you right into that. I'm trying to make this easy for both of us. Uh, yeah, we make, I found out early on, like when, when I first launched inbound revenue and said, we're going to do white label AdWords for agencies. My theory was if I do them for agencies, I'm going to get clients faster, you know, and I'm going to talk to people who know what they're doing. That was true. Uh, but it wasn't really until we put together the packages and that flat rate pricing we talked about when I realized, you know, we need to just saying we do AdWords management wasn't enough because that means so many different things. And I ran into a lot of trouble trying to integrate with people's websites. Their websites were not particularly well done. So eventually we just basically moved it over to we're going to build you a landing page or pages. We're going to set up the call. We're going to do everything. It's, it's a turnkey solution. And that way, you know, we're accountable for the performance. If we're sending them to a, let's say, a potentially crappy website or a website that we don't control, it's harder to be accountable. So when I say we don't control, it's not that we're control freaks, even though we are kind of. But if someone else is working on the WordPress site and they break something or add something or say, oh, why do I have this, you know, plug in here or why am I tracking this, you know, take that off of there. Then all of a sudden, you know, there's breakage and stuff. It's easier for both of us this way. Sure. That makes sense. Now, are you using like Unbounce or, or who are you using to build the pages? Yeah, we use Unbounce exclusively. I know there are other good, solid landing page tools out there, but Unbounce is pretty much, you know, best of class. And uh, I don't want my folks to have to learn, you know, eight different landing page tools. Sure. You know, that makes sense. Now, with Google ads and when I'm running Google shopping campaigns, I would say the most important thing that you could do is, is really concentrate on your negative keywords. How do negative keywords, how would you rate the importance of those with, with professional service ads you're running? I think that's, that's a, a very key optimization tool. Getting your keywords, getting the correct intent-based keywords in the beginning is crucial. So if you're, you know, you want to make sure that there's some buyer intent in the keywords or they're looking at cost or they're looking at, you know, local contract or something like that. But beyond that, we have a set of keywords that we pretty much negative out of every campaign. Those are ones related, you know, around jobs and, you know, that sort of thing. Pictures, pics, then, free. <laughs> yeah, coming, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All the stuff that you never, almost never want to have an ad show up for. So we have a standard set. And then uh, as part of our optimizations, I would say that's one of the, you know, pausing underperforming keywords or underperforming keywords match types is huge. And then adding negatives is huge because every time you can drive that cost out, 
hopefully you're driving the cost into a converting, you know, a, con a conversion. Sure. Now you had mentioned that you do the, the localized retailers or, or I'm sorry, localized professional services. Are you taking them from all over the country though? You're not just doing your local area, right? No, no. We take clients wherever wherever they are. We're primarily U.S., but we've got some U.K. and Australian clients as well. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we target based on what their market is. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure on that. Now, what advice could you give real quickly to a company trying to manage their own paid-per-click in-house? Well, my obvious advice would be don't do it. Call me. But uh, <laughs> beyond that uh, – the helpful advice would be really to make sure that uh, you've got someone that really understands pay-per-click. And if they don't, there's courses out there, things like that. I would say one of the mistakes that we see oftentimes is an agency gets a handful or one or two pay-per-click clients and they just say to the SEO guy or to someone else, hey, now you're the pay-per-click guy. And that's not a great solution. First of all, because they don't have the full stack of skills that you need. Not only do you have, you know, to be able to set up an AdWords account to perform well, know the settings and things like that. You should also have a landing page. You should have your conversion tracking. You should have your call tracking. So I think the, the most important thing is, you know, having someone really skilled in-house. And that doesn't happen very often, because you don't usually, unless they have a substantial number of pay-click clients, you simply can't, you know, spend the resources on having an in-house SEM guy or gal. Okay, that makes sense. Now, I think that covers everything I had. Was there anything that is glaringly obvious that I overlooked that uh, you might want to add about running professional service campaigns? No, I'm really curious about uh, why you focus in on e-commerce. We do a tiny little bit of e-commerce and I grew, you know, but that was my first experience with AdWords, but it's a much type of, it's a much more challenging, it's a very different type of campaign. It's almost like two different sets of tools for lead gen and for e-commerce. So I'm curious about what led you to focus in on that. Right. Well, e-commerce, I decided to go into e-commerce for one, that's, that's what interests me. And, you know, I get excited about in not only working with the Google ads, but helping companies and pointing out stuff that improves their conversion rates and, and obviously is going to make the Google ads more profitable by improving conversion rates. But trying to, e-commerce is all really fundamentally the same, whether you're selling a fountain or a t-shirt, instead of trying to learn, you know, the, the dentist industry and, and keywords there, or, or try this, I can, I can really focus and, and be laser focused on, on a specialty that interests me. And that's, that's e-commerce. And with Google shopping, there's so many moving parts and so many accounts are, are done poorly that there's really the opportunity and, and businesses really need somebody who, who knows what they're doing in order to be, to be successful running Google shopping.
You're yeah, you're absolutely 100% right. When I get my podcast up and running, I'm going to get you on there and talk about e-commerce for half an hour because it's a fascinating fascinating subject. Didn't yeah. want to uh, derail your didn't want to derail your podcast here though. No, no worries, I'm no worries about that. So tell me though, if if somebody is interested in, in what you're doing, an agency or a professional service would like to to work with you, how would they how would they go about contacting you? Probably the easiest thing to do would be just to go to the website inboundrevenue.com or to contact me by email. I'm M as in Mark Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y at inboundrevenue.com. And of course, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Okay, great. Well, this has been really informative and I hope whoever is listening out there that this might have given them some stuff that they can take away and make some good decisions with their Google marketing. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. It, it was a blast and look forward to talking to you again, Andy. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Mark. Take care. All right. Bye. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to do it faster are members of the Academy of Internet Marketing. Join our private Facebook group, Make Each Click Count, or send us an email to info at trueonlinepresence.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing. 